You are about to listen to the S. Anthony Says Podcast, starring S. Anthony Thomas. <laughs> you lucky bastards. All right, this is S. Anthony. Glad you came back. Ready for the next one? All right, here we go. Go! Hello, you sick bastards. You know who this is. That's right, this is the S Machine. I am outside. This is actually being recorded on Tuesday. Uh, this will be the Wednesday podcast. And uh, I was going to talk about something else, but I want to talk about the Bundy Ranch. <laughs> and I want to talk about people that make dumbass decisions because they think in terms of what's happening right now. But they don't think in terms of the long term consequences of things that they do. You know, because if you think about this cat, this the man who had the who had his uh, cattle grazing on federal land, didn't pay his grazing fees for 20 years. Government finally catches up to him, and says, "No, nah, no, nah, you got to pay us, or we're going to take this cattle." They take his cattle, and then a bunch of jackasses with guns who had nothing to do with this probably didn't even know this guy show up. You know, we're going to have to stand up to this government. They come from different states. They didn't know this guy. From, if, I, if I'm if I'm correct. And they decided to put out, pull out guns on the federal government. Now, the government said, yeah, okay, 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 we'll give you your cattle back. And they said, you see, you got to stand up to the government. We won, we won, we got him, we got his cattle back. Dudes, this is, this, is, this is just proof that these people have no idea how governments work and what governments can do. You see, governments plan and fight wars, which last decades. Plan cities, which take decades. Plan out, plan years in advance for influenza and, and things of that nature. They're used to the long game. Not the short game, the long game. Yes, you got his cattle back, but do you really think that's the only resource? That the federal government, you know, the people behind, I don't know, the Pentagon, <laughs> Gitmo and various other things, the NSA, the CIA, the FBI, you really think that that's the only resource they have? Forgetting you. Uh, no. It just shows you the small-term thinking of people who think that they're going to come up with guns and that's going to solve the problem against something that's more, much, much more powerful than you are. It doesn't work that way, guys. Sorry. You're lucky because of who you are. Because what do you think would happen if 100 Latinos decided to pull out some guns and tell the government, now we're not paying you back your money. Or if a bunch of 100 black dudes showed up with guns. We know what would happen. All you got to do is check your history books. What do you think happens when that happens? <laughs> you know? If that was, in fact, if that was Latinos or blacks or any other minority group that tried that in the middle of the, the desert, you would hear the explosion in Cherry Hill, New Jersey from the bomb they blew on, they would have dropped on their asses. And I know this, I know this, you know? Because I am originally from Philadelphia. And in Philadelphia, 1985, there was a row house with a group called Move inside the row house. A few people, like one family, I think, barricaded themselves in. They were in a row house. And the city dropped a bomb on the top of the house and blew it up. And, and the entire neighborhood caught on fire and burned to the ground. Because this group didn't want to come out. That's a, that's a local government. See, local governments doesn't have, don't have the resources that the federal government has. They don't have the power that the federal government has. Federal government can wait on you. That's how they get. If you notice, that's how they get. If you remember, that's how they got all the gangsters to clean them out. 
They didn't get them on the stuff they the murders. They never caught these get these guys on murder. What do they get them on? Tax evasion. It's like it doesn't matter what we get you with. We're going to get you. It may not even be now. It may be five years from now. But we're going to get you. These guys don't realize that. You're standing, you're on national television, holding a gun, showing yourself, aiming guns at federal agents, saying you're willing to shoot them. And they have your pictures, you stupid bastards. One guy was literally out there going, no, we're going to do, we're going to take our wives and you put them up front. That way the federal government is going to have to shoot through wives and children. And then they're going to have to explain why they shot through wives and children. Nope. No, they're not. Because do you know what you just did when you said that? You did what I like to refer to as give them plausible deniability. Which means, eventually, when they come to get you, and <laughs> they're going to come to get you, they can do whatever they want now. They can shoot right into your building. And if they hit your wife and kids... They can say, hey, we were trying to just get him. And they can pull out that tape in court where you just said, you know what? I'm going to put my wives and kids up front. You just said you were going to use your wife and kid as shields. You said that, stupid. You know who else does that? Well, I'll give you a hint. It's overseas. They usually have different clothing on. They're a little darker than you. And they sometimes hide in schools to keep themselves from getting shot. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I'm talking about. These people just don't even understand the concept. You don't realize the government plays a long game. They don't have to get you now. Real people in real power actually when they get revenge on someone, it's sweeter when they're the only ones that know about it. They don't need everybody to know about it. They don't need the world to know about it. They don't care if the world knows about it. They'll get you ten years from now. They'll catch you with a picture on your computer. Ooh, that kid looks a little young, child pornographer. They'll catch your son dating someone 17 years old, and he's 19. Whoops, gotcha. It doesn't matter how they get you or when they get you, they're going to get you. (laughs) That's the thing that I just don't understand about these people. Don't you realize that governments have the power to just kill people? And if you don't think the governments have power to kill people, I'll, I'll I'll give you two words. Black Panthers. It was a Black Panther leader that was shot in his bed because an informant let the city government know when he goes to bed, the schematics of his room, and where his bed was and where he slept. And surprisingly enough, the bullets that went into the room, they all seemed to go right to where this guy's head was. I don't know how that happened. How did that, how did that happen at all? Most of the bullets seemed to land right where this guy's normally sleeping at this particular time. I don't know how that happened. Come on. Look at Malcolm X. These guys had informants all over the place covering his ass. This motherfucker sneezed and three people knew about it. Oh, Malcolm X just sneezed. Uh, Martin Luther King just sneezed. And then all of a sudden he does a, does a meeting at the Autobahn Ballroom and now 27 brothers can show up with guns and start shooting them from the front row? Really? No one knew that? There were no police around? Of course, of course not. They didn't give a fuck. COINTELPRO says... Stop the rise of a black leader. Now, it's just not black people. If you are any kind of group, if you're, uh, it doesn't matter. You could be white. It doesn't matter. If you're a part of a group that is going to go against what the government wants, you're done. Now, I don't want to sound like a conspiracy theorist because, quite frankly, I'm not. 
But what I am is a realist. And what I am is someone who says, don't be dumb. If you want to battle grazing fees, by the way, uh, Reagan was the one that came up with that. You know, the guy with the cowboy hat, the same kind of cowboy hat that Mr. Bundy wears. I'm sure he probably voted for Reagan twice, most, most likely. If you want to change that, you got to do it through the government. You got to do it through the right channels. Because if you don't, <laughs> you get your ass whooped. Now, they were showing clips on Fox News when Hannity was on there, and he was basically kind of stoking the fires. He, he sounded like a 15-year-old girl trying to get other people to fight in high school for his amusement. Now, what would you do if the government actually came into your house, kicked your son in the balls, and sucked on your wife's left titty? Well, and I'd have to shoot him. Exactly. That's what he sounded like. Now, that's not exactly what he said, of course. <laughs> but that was, the, that was the crux of the situation. What would you, what would you do if this happened? Huh? What about that? What about that? Huh? Huh? What about they came in and stuck the dick? You, you grabbed your wife's ass. What about the, the federal government came into your house and pissed in your cornflakes? What would you do then? Huh? Huh? Would you shoot them then? How about that? Huh? Huh? I heard. I heard. I heard. I heard they're going to bust into your house tomorrow at 6 o'clock. You might, have, well, you might be sitting there with your guns ready. You better have your gun ready. I heard they're going to come busting through your window at 12 o'clock at midnight. I heard they're going to have a helicopter above your house. Any helicopter that comes over, I'm not saying you should shoot at the helicopter. All I'm saying is it might be the government trying to come into your house. And that's what you see on the news program. You got to think long term, my friends. You can't think about what's happening right now. Because sometimes the decision you make for right now is dumb because you didn't think long term. (laughs) People in power don't like it when you challenge them. And they will do whatever it takes to stop you. Now, nowadays, they probably don't kill you. What they do is they ruin your reputation. And fuck your business up, you know, make it hard for you to get a job, fine-tooth comb your life, and then as soon as you do something dumb, bang, the kind of thing that would normally get you probation or whatever, bang, you get into big trouble. You got to think long-term. You got to think in terms of, if I do this right now, what will happen a year from now, two years from now, five years from now, ten years from now? You got to think that way. If you don't, you're a moron. You know? (laughs) Now, I've never had a Bundy standoff. Trust me, I've never been in my house because, quite frankly, I don't think I could ever go 20 years without paying taxes. You know, I, I, I can't do that. You know, I wouldn't want to do that. That's what my taxes use for stuff that makes sense. Fix the roads, give people health care. I want that shit. You know, I mean, do you think, I mean, Wesley Snipes, I mean, they probably busted into us. They probably, when he went to jail for tax evasion, he didn't even have that much. In, it didn't take him that long to get on his ass. He could have probably written a check for the amount that they wanted. He had enough money. He's like, oh, shit, I'm going to jail. I'll write you a check. Nope, nope, get your ass in jail. He's like, no, 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 I have the money. I just disagree with the thing. But now that I realize I'm about to go to jail, I, I can actually write you a check for the money. Nope, fuck that shit. Get in jail. In fact, you know, you better have that blade sword with you, too, because we're going to come get your ass. So he didn't get 20 years. <laughs> but I'm telling you, man, it's like, I understand how you have to think in terms of long-term, and protecting yourself. I, I get it. Like I said, I've never had a Bundy-type standoff. But I did have, but I, you know, as a, as a comedian, when I would travel around a lot, you have to be, you have to protect yourself against jackasses who have an agenda against you. You know, it's, like I said, it's not as important as the Bundy scandal. I get it. But it, to a lesser extent, it was, it was similar in a way that someone was, you know, giving me a hard time and trying to damage me. And... I was thinking long term. 
And I was thinking in terms of protecting myself. But I didn't pull out a gun and try to whoop anybody's ass. I could have done that, but that would have been stupid. I thought in terms of, okay, this person is doing something I disagree with. What do I, what do I have to do to protect myself? So what I decided to do before I started to travel around outside of my area, I made a decision. Whenever I go to a comedy club or play a theater that I've never played before, and I don't have a relationship with a booker yet, I record every single show. All of them. And I keep the shows recorded and stored until I, be, until I go back to the place and play successfully again. And then I have a relationship with the booker and they trust me. Then I can get rid of the tapes. I was doing a gig in upstate Pennsylvania for a booker. Someone I didn't know that well but who had heard some nice things about me and booked me. I go into this small town and it's a really nice town. You know, but it's, it was dead. I mean, I'm driving around. I'm going, there's nobody here. This town is dead. What the fuck? So I pull up to the place that they say the show's going to be. And I go, to the, I go into the hotel room. And everyone's kind of looking at me. Man, I realize it's one of those towns where there's not a lot of brothers in the town. Okay? Now, they weren't racist toward me. But you could see that they were uncomfortable. Because it was like, you know, it's like I was green or 17 feet tall or something. Like, oh, really? One of those is here? I don't know. So they were uncomfortable for some reason. I look into the room and it's packed. And I mean packed with people. Booker comes up to me and he had heard my voice on the phone, but apparently no one told him that it was a black guy coming. <laughs> right? So he hears my voice on the phone. He calls, uh, what's your name? I said, I'm Thomas, blah, 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 blah. Okay, cool. All right, great, fantastic. Come on down. I go, okay, cool. I'll be there. I show up and, he, and it's like the moment he realized, it was like, huh, what? I could, he did not like me automatically. I hadn't said anything to him. He automatically disliked me. He wasn't overtly rude, but he was curt. A little bit rough around the edges. Infinitely less nice than he was to the other comics on the show. There were two other comics on the show. One guy that was a local comic, I expected him to be nice to that guy because he knew that guy. And the other comic on the show was kind of a you know country guy. He had a cowboy outfit on, a cowboy hat. He did kind of rope tricks in the, at the end of his act as a comedy routine. Both good comics, both good people, both good guys. I had no problem with them. They were actually fun to hang out with. But this guy did not like me at all. I could tell it. And I'm sitting there going, I'm glad I recorded the show. Cause I, I, I don't trust this motherfucker. I come back to Philadelphia. The booker calls me. Yes? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, I know it was your first series of shows with me and everything. But this guy, um, the booker tells me that you didn't do that well. And that uh, you you shouldn't be able you shouldn't come back to the club, uh, you know I'm sorry about that. But I said ho 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 ho. Now I'm going to stop the story for a moment and I'm going to be very Quentin Tarantino with it and jump back about a day to when the show was actually going on. Now had I had a weak set or an up and down set and the guy didn't like me, that would have been fine. I did 30 minutes because I was a feature at the time, a middle act at the time. 30 minutes. From the moment I opened my mouth to 30 minutes later when I walked off the stage, it was one of the best shows that I've ever had in my life at that point. I mean, to the point where I had 30 minutes of material mapped out to do, I got through 17 minutes of it. That's how long the laughs were. That's how long the applause breaks were. Okay? That, seriously, it's one of those shows where everything is going so well it's almost uncomfortable. 
Okay, and I recorded it, and I held on to that recording for like three years after that, <laughs> until I, you know, until I blew that, until I surpassed it in performance ability. That's what happened during the show. When I go back up to the present time of my conversation with the Booker, so man, he told me he didn't do too well, and uh, you know, uh, you know, you shouldn't come back. And I said, really? He told you that I didn't do too well. Is that what he said? Yeah. So I said, before you make an assessment about whether or not to book me again someplace else, first of all, I don't want to play that place again. Okay? Not because, okay? Because if he's going to say that I didn't do well after the performance that I had, then that means this is someone that's not trustworthy. This is someone who wouldn't be trustworthy with uh, using him as a credit, and he's someone that wouldn't be trustworthy with my financial information. Okay? So I want you to do me a favor. Before we finish this conversation, I want you I want you to listen to this. And I played him the first five minutes of my performance <laughs> on the audio tape over the phone. And he goes, Whoa, what was that? Where did you tape that? I said, That's the show he said that sucks. Stay on the phone. I'm gonna fast forward to about the twenty minute mark. I played it, it's even louder than the first five minutes. And I'm gonna play you now the closing bit. Play the closing bit. Standing ovation, people chanted my name, didn't want me to leave the stage. Literally. So now do me a favor. You call this guy back up. Tell him I record every show I do. You just played it. And if he's denying whether or not this is the show that I was on, I also have the introduction from the MC on the show. Talking about a promotion that was specific to that day. So it was no doubt about when this performance was. Call him up. Tell him I have the recording. Then you call me back. Seven minutes later, he calls back. Oh yeah, he said he he uh, he said he made a mistake and he confused you with with the other guys. I said really. So he confused me, a twenty year old black man, with a forty year old MC, who's white and six five, and a cowboy guy. <laughs> All right, and both of them had stage names that were unique. Okay, there's no way. And I said, dude, don't book me there anymore. Okay, I said, and and you know, I said, and from now on, if somebody has a problem, you call me. Don't waste, don't play games behind the scenes. Okay. See, I could have gotten upset, or I could have gotten really mean or rude. I could have gone back to that club and pimp slapped that guy. Of course, I wouldn't have done that. I'm not an idiot. But I knew. I said, you know what? I'm going to protect myself. If there's going to be a problem, I'm going to think long term. What happens when I go out of town someplace and somebody lies about how I did or somebody lies about whether I was there or somebody lies about something? I can be upset and be mean and do something stupid or I can protect myself and think long term. What do I have to do now to protect myself in the future? What decisions can I make now that are smart decisions that won't come back and bite me on the ass later? And that was the decision I made to protect myself. And those guys who showed up at a ranch to protect the guy they probably didn't know, to stand on national television holding guns, aiming them at federal agents, saying they're willing to shoot them, who wouldn't give their name, not realizing it doesn't really matter because with facial recognition software, within about a minute and a half, they can find your driver's license. And this jackass stands out there saying he's willing to put his women and children in front to get them shot to make a point to the government. They weren't thinking 
long term and they weren't thinking about what decisions we can make right now that are going to forward our agenda and protect ourselves <laughs> you know what I'm saying that's what I wanted to talk to you about today you know and I'm telling you right now I really, I really hope I really wish that as a group we could take the Bundy Ranch and use that as a term for people that make dumb quick decisions hastily not thinking in terms of the consequences in the future. Hey, man, don't Bundy Ranch the situation, man. Whoa, 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 Don't Bundy Ranch me, man. Don't Bundy Ranch me. Because those people are a bunch of jackasses. <laughs> okay, folks, that is today's podcast. This is S. Anthony Thomas. This is the F. S. Anthony Says Podcast. I'm trying to say goodbye to you, but there's trucks going by. Because, as always, I'm doing this outside, walking down the street. Uh, this is actually I'm actually back in an earlier location so the people who are walking by me have seen me do this before and have been waving uh, some of them actually became listeners because I walked up and told them what the podcast was called and that's how I got well I got seven or eight new listeners that way yay <laughs> well folks I just want to say thank you guys for listening I saw you, you, more and more you coming along coming online uh, all the time and I really appreciate it I really appreciate the emails that you send me I really appreciate it uh, the email address is the S. Anthony says podcast at gmail.com the home base for this podcast is S. Anthony says dot podbean dot com subscribe tell your friends tell them to subscribe tell your family my friends share me on your social networking sites let's get the word out you've been doing that keep doing it I appreciate you more than you'll know much love to you all thank you very very much this is the Wednesday Wednesday podcast even though this is being recorded on Tuesday so you'll be hearing this Wednesday and ladies and gentlemen see you Friday for the last podcast of the week S. Anthony out <laughs>